Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Here's my favorite rant for the day excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at tomharpin.com. Welcome back. The uh, Senate has, uh, on a vote of 81 to 18, has voted to basically break the filibuster, to, to move to proceed, in other words, to go on to a regular vote uh, in the Senate. And that regular vote, in all probability, will, will simply pass. Um, what I've not been able to find, and I have been uh, watching a TV monitor and looking at the Chirons, I've been through, scrubbed through the Washington Post, the New York Times, um, I can't find the details of what it is they're voting on. And, uh, you know, if, if, uh, if you have some particular insight, let us know. I'm guessing probably within an hour or two we'll know. But this is another example of the Republicans putting legislation out that was written by God only knows who. Typically it's written by lobbyists or, you know, you know one of the various Koch networks, ALEC or something like that. Um, and, and saying, you know, vote on it and then we'll tell you what was in it. And uh, certainly, you know, the tax bill was like that. So we'll see where this goes. We'll see where, you know, what happens with this. There were a few other issues that I wanted to discuss with you that I thought were of considerable import today. I mentioned this very briefly about an hour ago, and I, and I, but I want to develop it a little more. The way to turn, the most effective way to turn a government into a dictatorship, into a functional dictatorship, that is to say, the average citizen no longer has protections from the government. The average citizen is continually at the mercy of the government. Uh, the, the easiest way to do that is through a process called selective enforcement. Selective enforcement, broadly speaking, in this context, means you pass a law that is so broad that millions and millions of people are in violation of it and you don't enforce that law. And when you notice people who are behaving in ways that you want to punish, then you enforce the law selectively against them. We did this for centuries against people of color with, for example, loitering laws, jaywalking laws. Classic examples of selective enforcement. Look at all the civil rights workers and obviously all the people preceding them, but those were the ones that really started getting the headlines in the 1960s, who were arrested, who were beaten, who were jailed, who in some cases were even imprisoned over long periods of time because of what started out as a jaywalking arrest or a loitering arrest. That's selective enforcement. That is, you know, everybody's guilty of it, but we prosecute the people we don't like. 
It is a fundamentally un-American value, but it is an old trick for despots, whether they were the Confederate despots trying to keep down people of color in the South, or frankly, all over the country, or whether they are, you know, some, some larger despotic regime. Like, for example, China. This Chris Buckley writing in the New York Times today, the headline, Chinese police seize publisher from train in front of diplomats. This guy is a Swiss citizen. He was born in China. He moved to Switzerland, became a Swiss citizen. He owns a publishing company in Hong Kong. His name is Gui Minhai. And uh, in 2015, he, along with five other booksellers, people who sold books in Hong Kong, vanished. The government kidnapped them. And then he resurfaced in, in China in police custody. Uh, Chris Buckley writes, months after his disappearance, he appeared on state television confessing culpability for a drunk driving death more than a decade earlier. Oh, well, let's find something to charge him with. Oh, look at this. Uh, somebody got killed by an unknown drunk driver. Let's make him the unknown drunk driver. Or maybe he's actually guilty of it. Who knows? But in this kind of situation, I'm skeptical. Mr. Gui was formally freed from detention last October, but he has been kept in China and forced to regularly report to the police. His daughter, Angela Gui, said by telephone from Britain, where she is a graduate student. So this is how, this is how they do it in China, basically. Um, if, you, if you have anything on your computer or on your smartphone that is considered anti-government, they can arrest you. And... Pretty much everybody has some email, some tweet, some, you know, or the Chinese equivalent. They, they don't allow Twitter and Facebook there because they're uncensored. But you've got, you know, the Chinese equivalent that are acceptable to the government. And there's, there's always some, something on there that they can say, see, look at this. So what might be the equivalent here in the United States? How about Jeff Sessions saying anybody who possesses, smokes, or, use, you know, or uses uh, you know, pot is subject to federal law, federal criminal sanctions? There are a lot of people these days who are legally, at least in their states, smoking pot or using edibles uh, you know, instead of sleeping pills or using edibles instead of pain medication. I mean, these things have significant, consequential, measurable therapeutic benefits. And, and I would think particularly in young communities and dissident communities, there's probably a lot of it. Remember John Ehrlichman candidly talking with, I think it was the Atlantic Magazine, about how, how Nixon's two big enemies were blacks and hippies, so they criminalized heroin and marijuana, using the drug laws to take out their enemies? Is Jeff Sessions helping turn the United States into China? Is this step one? You're listening to the Tom Hartman Program. Call 202-808-9925. Do people in pot legal or even medical marijuana legal states need to worry about their doors getting kicked in if they get too politically active? Really big show today. Robert Weissman of Public Citizen, Tom Perez, head of the DNC, David K. Johnston, a new book about It's Worse Than You Think. Plus, check out our commercial-free podcast over at TomHartman.com, and you can watch all the clips of our show right here on YouTube.